Ah, where was London? Oh, Marcus, how you doing? <laughs> Good. You like movies? Yes, I do. You like oh movies? Some. Some. Yeah, not all of them. Yeah, I like American Werewolf in London. I even like American Werewolf in Paris. Mm. I mean, both of us like Teen Wolf movies because we like collegiate sports in movies. Yeah, I, I'm not. No irony. I like the second one, not as know, much as I, the first. I, but. Yeah, I mean, I can't <laughs> pretend that Teen Wolf Two is better than Teen Wolf. Yeah. And I never watched the MTV television show Teen yeah, no, Wolf. Cause, I watched the cartoon. Right. But uh, yeah, this is Ebers in America, episode 70 oh, something. Yes. Whatever. Look, yes. So I'm not going to go too deep into why we've had a hiatus, but we had one and that's fine. It happens. <clears throat> yeah. Like we, we strive to be mostly weekly. We had, we had a 32 week stint of weekly yeah and there were some unavailabilities for me and we just wanted to make sure that which also alleviated some of my time also to focus on other things too um so but yeah it's life it happens we're not we we didn't go anywhere no we didn't go anywhere and we're not going anywhere Uh, that's all i'm really trying to say so to our to all of the hebras and shebras and debras password uh i just can't i'm sorry Yo, I'm why, about my why are you always dogging me about my... I'm story? not even dogging you, it just, it just fascinates me. So, I thought I explained it the last time. You did, so, it's still... So for, for, so, for people that... This is not a visual podcast. Don't say. I'm not going to say what my oh. actual password is, but my password for my phone is simplistic. Similar to Kanye West's, and Marcus makes fun of it every single time. Do the touch. No, my Do phone's dying. Hmm? Like the I t- the touch doesn't work on it. Oh really? Yes. Oh. If any Hebrews, Shebras, or Thebras want to sell me their old iPhone, they don't have, they don't need it oh, anymore. Oh, we might do this. The, the this crack is the protective. It's not the actual screen. Just so you know. Oh, you yeah. So we. Can it's talk- time for my upgrade on, on 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 my plan. I'm about to go with the 258 gig, 256 gig. So you can listen to. A tenth of your music library. No, no, this is officially all. Now I'm not going to get all of my movies. I was making a joke. No, I know you were. Because you have such a. Because you have, like, you you bought every rap record released this year by people that don't have face tattoos and a couple by people with face tattoos. I bought 75% of the albums that I have this, this year. Could you just let me have my jokes? Like, of course, like, man. Seriously, such an, in all seriousness, too, it, it has been su- such a great year for music. I'm like, I'm, I'm I've been so excited. Yeah. One genre, and genre in particular, although other stuff. The new Jay Mascus album came out the other day. Four one three. Yeah, really no. Oh man, there's this new record that came out this year that I'm gonna, I'm gonna look up the name that I just adored. Yeah, it's on some like like pixie pixie uh, pixie lady singing. Okay. Um, but I, I liked it so much. You and mean like Kim Deal of the Pixies lady singing? Or like no, a no, pixie, pixie, lady? pixie like a fairy. Oh, okay. Not not like the band the Pixies. Though yeah. the Pixies are great. Formed in Amherst. I, I'm sure. So I, just I was, have to say that. I was, I was in West Hampton um, this 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 weekend. Yeah. From Wait, West or Northampton? Or were you in a few places? West Massachusetts, Northampton. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Um, it's a good place. Yeah, so I was just like, you know, having having a having a nice time and this record we listened to a lot while we were Northampton, it's home of one half of the creator and the creators of the Ninja Turtles, the other guys from East Hampton. 
Yes. So this 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 woman Haley Hendrix uh-huh. has an album called "I Need to Start a Garden," and it's I haven't listened to a lot of non-rap albums this year, so it's mm. probably my favorite non-rap album of the year. That worries me. You know, you bring up a good point because it's like certain things. So like the new Animal Collective record. The new Jay Maskus. There's like a handful of non-rap albums, oh, and new, I like them all. And I'm and, like, do I like this only because it's like a a palette? I don't want to use palette cleanser, but like it's so different than like the right rap like two, stuff. So like if I like 2010, if I remember correctly, was like such a not great year for rap. What was 2000? Uh, I just remember uh, it being so. Like I remember that was the first year where creating a top ten was difficult, or it could have been 2011 or 2009. But it was just like there was one year where I couldn't craft a top ten. Mm. Where this year, like I was, I was at my jujitsu school yesterday and realized like one of the guys there was a producer who worked with Fresh Daily. Um, oh wow! And like we were just talking about how good rap was, and we're like this year, and we're rapping lines from HBO, which was technically last year, but. Um, Still. And I tell people I got that HBO Hogwarts body odor and oh. it smells like dough. Yeah. I also like the double entendre because it could be like he's talking about like bread. Oh, of course. Like not necessarily money. Just and like single, not all, but like a good portion. More than, well more than half of these really good albums. Single producer albums. So I mean. Talking, so like DJ Muggs has been busy. Marco Polo, The God Fahim. Um, le- lesser known folk like Premiere. Well, so I'm just saying. Actually. So which is saying, I need a new phone. You might sell me yours. Yeah. Uh, you're getting a phone that finally can house your music collection. Yes. Which is very cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've been really enjoying. Like, yeah, like, I just also like that I could cr- I could have like an easy top five cerebral rap records. Oh, that's easily. And we're also not like the year of Makami isn't even over because his DJ Muggs album is coming out before the year's over, which I can't wait. Would you consider him cerebral? Yeah, Makami. Yeah. Yeah, true. He's he's multiple things. He's not the only. Cerebral's not the only. No. But who are you thinking about? Because now I'm curious. So I was thinking like Ka. Oh, I see what you're getting. But uh, you know, Cavalier. um, Oh, that's like uh, all over the place. What? There's just like the the people I like. I'm forgetting this dude's name, Milo, mm-hmm. um, Quelle, and Gene. Sure. Those are like some records I really like this year. And yeah. I'm sitting with the Edon Homeboy Sam EP, and it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I purchased that. I got that off of Bandcamp. I just wanted a. I get. I just. I thought it was gonna be go like every song would be back and forth. Yeah, I wanted. Like Edon's vocal presence is is a little sparse for my liking. Like. You know, I'm friendly. I'm. Fr- I'm. I'd say I'm friendly with both of them to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. I'm friendlier with Edon than I am with Homeboy Sam. And like, I, I co-produced a song that he rapped over a long time ago. Like, we've only met a few times, but he's always been very nice. But so I'm not trying to like say anything because like I don't want to insult anybody. Yeah, but yeah. I really wish there was more Edon rapping. Oh my gosh, that's my, my other life. I my first mini tour was with Edom was back for insight, fresh out of college. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, that huh. do you have that song? Um, fourteen styles and sound like one or whatever that insight song where he pretends to be like fifteen rappers. Yeah, sure. That dude, that dude was so good. But let's 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 get to you yeah. know. It's like we. It's funny. Like we disappear for two weeks and come back and don't talk about, about rap. Movies. Yeah. 
Look, we like rap, and I think you guys like that we like rap. So whatever. Uh, so we got an uh, we got an email from Melissa Silvestri. Oh, all right. One of <coughs> one of my favorite correspondents, mm-hmm. possibly my favorite correspondent, mm-hmm. but also hi Doug. Uh, and Melissa Silvestri says, "Hi Marcus and Scott, your interview with Ronald Wimberly was really fascinating. He sounds like a really cool and talented person. Side note, he is. Yeah." That was a great episode. Yes, it was. I really enjoyed where we got, and, and we delved only into like half of what we wanted to. So there's such a so there's such an easy part two, if ever we want to. I sometimes forget how known he is. I was at fr- friend of the show Warren Anderson. It was he had a big surprise birthday party that his wife threw, and Warren was telling everybody about zebras there, all his family members, and he was like, "Yeah, they recently on a recent episode they interviewed uh, Ronald w- uh, Wimberly and a couple of his like cousins of like older than us." are Marvel fans and they're of color and they knew who he was right away and they were like you would have thought that we interviewed like Drake or something like from I mean, their reaction for, it, was, it was really cool I mean for me like everyone we've interviewed is like interviewing Drake yeah of course and like yeah I didn't mean like I've since I met Ronald I was like this dude is is going places and if he isn't that has to do with other people and not him because mm-hmm. he's making really good art and he's interesting and he and he's asking uh, questions that are interesting. Um, right. He's like, so Melissa says, I like the relaxed vibe of your chat and felt at ease listening while I was at work. Well, that's a nice compliment, Melissa. Cool. I came across your guest appearance on Four Brains One Movie and dug your insights into Abel Ferrara movies. What up, Bradley J. Corn Corn? Also known as Bradley J. Cornish. You know. Bradley. Uh, if I had a restaurant where I named dishes after all of my friends, they, they would definitely be the Bradley J. Cornish hen. All right. Oh, yeah, baby. That's where I went. Uh, Melissa Melissa goes, I've seen a few of his movies, that's Abel Farrar, mm-hmm. but don't know a lot about him. Well, that's because while he's, he's a goat New York director, in my opinion, uh, his work after... The death at a funeral? No, that's the Chris oh, Rock the, movie. The, 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 the funeral. funeral. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a funny mashup. Death at the funeral, where it's like the Chris Rock directed Peter, by Abel Peter Dinklage movie. Yeah, and the funeral directed by Abel Ferrara. That'd be that would be wonderful. What a cast! I'm already a, yeah. I'm already thinking just the cast alone is, is pretty stacked. I wonder if we could get him on the show. I we like, should talk about that off camera. You yeah. just reminded me of someone who knows him personally that I got friendly with. And they were at Toronto, and we would see each other at screenings, and we would talk. Uh, yeah, okay. Cause I feel like I feel like it would be super chill. He's also having met him now twice also in we, life. Because we have at least one less guest to be on the show these days. Absolutely, but as far as relevant guests go, um, yeah, he's an incredibly nice, like, open person too. Like, I've met him twice, and he's just like. He has that aura, like that vibe about him. And I know other people who have spent like time with him like throughout a day and they're just like, Yeah, no, he's just like a super nice guy. He's not all about the like the entourage, the like I want this on my writer, blah blah blah. So I like I don't I don't think that's too far fetched actually. Yeah. So Future I idea. So Melissa says, I've seen King of New York, which still holds up well as a violent and intense film that I saw when I was way too young and was scared of Christopher Walken for years. <laughs> Reasonable. Uh, the Addiction, which I didn't know he directed and liked as a black and white indie vampire film. Word. 
Body Snatchers, which I thought was an atmospheric and beautifully weird movie with tentacle aliens possessing people, and China Girl, an 80s New York take on Romeo and Juliet, where the teen actors playing Romeo and Juliet roles were awkward amateurs, but the cast playing their organized crime families were fleshed out by the talents of James Russo, James Hong, David Caruso, and Russell Wong. Russell Wong, yeah. I'd like to see more of his films. He definitely has a great eye for the gritty underbelly of NYC and talented character actors. Best, Melissa. Uh, if Right off the bat, if I could recommend Welcome to New York, I had the pleasure of um, reviewing that for a site that I, I guess I no longer write for. Um, and I had it in my top ten of 2015. Uh, Gerard Depardieu. De, De yeah, he playing was, himself, kind of, and also Dominique Strauss-Kahn, but also it's, himself. It's, it's complicated. <clears throat> yeah, it's, um, you know, I, I respect that email, too, because she did name King of New York, but right. when people bring up, uh, besides that, it's like, yeah, I've seen Bad Lieutenant, I've seen Miss 45, but it's like, the Body Snatchers remake is so forgotten, and that's really, like, that, you know, he's, a young Forrest Whitaker's in that, and then, like, Addiction's another one, too, Addiction... Arrow Video recently put out, from what I understand, is a good release. But that's another movie where, like, people don't just come across that that movie. Usually it's, like, Abel Ferrara fans, you know. And there's some great cameos in that movie by half of Onyx. Yeah. Uh, Red Rum from uh, The Flatliners. Damn. Um, he's in that movie, too. Yeah, that, that, that was, like, yeah. A- Abel Ferrara, in terms of, like, mainstream, I use quotes, like, directors. He was, like, I think, in my opinion, the first one down... With hip hop culture, technically possibly Jim Jarmusch because Ram L Z is in Stranger Than Paradise, but in terms of a consistent, you know, but yeah. And and the 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 patron saint of Bed Stuy, Biggie, was the Black Frank White. That's true. Um, and Frank I, White I always for a, it was I always argued with people trying to tell people that you know King of New York is far superior to, to Scarface. Um, I'm with. I'll just say I I I will watch King of New York two times in a row over Scarface. I I, I to get in. I I'm, I guess like I, I agree. I just I feel weird saying superior. I don't want to annoy anybody. But I'm look. If anyone thinks that I'm saying any of this is empirical, they're dumb. Yeah. This is my opinion. I the movie Scarface has never done it for me. Yeah. Uh, the movie. King of New York does. I'd also like drug kingpin movies is not my favorite genre. Sure. Um, and if I could also too, the death of the drug kingpin in King of New York, I think is much better. That sounds weird to say because like in Scarface, it's oh it's cool he goes out in a blaze of glory and cocaine and guns and he's just like I don't care ah. But in King of New York, he's just this like drug kingpin that dies in the back of a taxi. And the camera pans out in this city where you're just like an ant at the end of it. Like, I, I kind of like that ending more. True. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we both saw a new movie recently. Oh, man, did we? Uh, the, the, um, how do you pronounce the director's name? Oh, I'm not sure. Okay, so. I saw only one of his other films. I saw it. He did this really long movie, but it's good, called Poetry. Um, it came out a couple years ago. Um, it was playing that year, like when at Toronto didn't get to see it, but then it was playing. Oh man, I saw it at Lincoln Plaza Cinemas. R.I.P. That's where I saw poetry. Okay, so uh, the new film by Lee Chang Dong. Yes, there you go. And speaking of poetry, I have I have these nice poetry books given to me by by Carlo nice. here that I was going to read a little at some point today, maybe. 
Um, yeah, um, I'll just read uh, from Simulacra by Ari Aria Ari Aria D. Matthews, an in, in, in ingenue text sexton before the honeymoon. Time presses me. Why burn? Why make matters worse? Squandering impulse. Who needs what? Thank you, Carlo. Hope you're doing well in California. Yeah, th- thank you, Carlo. This movie, funny. This movie got me to read a short story. Uh, yeah, I mean, I had read the short story already. Yeah, but the Faulkner. Uh, oh, I thought. Oh, I. Oh, I'm sorry. So I was so reading the, in, burning. In, in, burning in, is based off of a short story by Haruki Murakami. Yes. But sorry. something that Haruki Murakami does in a lot of his prose. If you remember, I gave you like all, all of my Haruki Murakami yes, books. Yes, you do. I still have them. Earlier, I read in half the year, of them, and he references writers and musicians a lot in his yeah. prose and he references Faulkner yes. in the movie Burning because yes. um, he has a story called Barn Burning which I read uh, earlier today well that's Haruki Murakami's short story no then what am I thinking of um, no there, there's a Faulkner story that it's like loosely uh, based on in, in addition to Murakami but um, go ahead what, 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 what were you saying um, and also, it was it was actually Carlo who helped us find tickets to see that movie. So, yeah, thanks, Carlo. So thanks, Carlo. But yeah, no. So so the movie is about like this dude who works who's who's a writer, and his dad's in prison, and he works on his farm, and he, you know, it's magical. It's it's magical realism, but it's light magical realism. It's yeah. you know, Haruki Murakami usually ranges from either very ha- heavy magical realism to like I guess his least magical movie book is Norwegian Wood yeah um, which is the first book I read of his and one of my favorite books mm. it's very lyrical um, which makes sense as it's based off of a song by the Beatles sort of mm-hmm. and he meets this girl in Burning who claims that they knew each other in in back in the day back in, in the day when they were younger yeah and she has me- memories and all that Stuff. But but he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. And um, she, they they have sex. Yeah, and then which is a great sex scene, by the way, because it captures the like, the fun, the beauty of it, the good feeling of it. But there's also like little like awkward mo- like, and I say awkward slash realistic moments of just like, oh, what's that? Oh, oh. Dude, I saw a weird ass movie this week, and what's that? um, that had the awkwardest sex scene. I think awkwardest. <coughs> Like, yeah. sex scene where people were enjoying themselves. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There have been some, like, really awkward sex scenes that were terrible. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm just trying to, trying to, now you have me, like, messed up trying to figure out this Faulkner story. But, whatever. Um... I want to see this movie you're talking about. Oh, I don't know if you do. It's well, actually, I I enjoyed it, but it was really intense. Uh, is a uh, destination wedding, starring Winona Ryder and Keanu Reeves. Oh, that movie. Oh, that's so. Yeah. What did you think I was going to say? When the way you described it, I thought, and we're talking about a movie like Burning. You were saying things like we were using words like intense. I just associated it was going to be some like foreign artsy, serious movie. So it's an artsy movie. But, mm-hmm. but like it's so dialogue dense. Mm. It's like, it's like 
a Jewish dude, I can say that, who's in psychoanalysis, uh-huh. watched nothing but Hal Hartley movies and and only read plays. Like, not necessarily watched plays, just read plays. Wow. And then made a movie. Hmm. And I'm not saying that... Like, I enjoyed it, but it was, it was really intense. Like, Winona Ryder and Keanu Reeves play very unlikable people who meet each other on, oh. on a plane, uh-huh. on a small plane, going to the same destination wedding. Mm-hmm. And the movie was, was, was seemingly low budget. Uh-huh. And they're both, like, terrible people. And they both talk, like, in that Hal Hartley, Kevin Smith, um, or, like, I guess some later Woody Allen for better or worse, mm-hmm. style of, like, you'd be... Let's say I'm talking to you about, like, how I'm having, like, a nervous breakdown or something, and you'd be talking about the etymology of the word sugar. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Or just that whole idea of, like, when you say something, I already respond to what you've said, but, like, instantaneously. Yeah. Like, you've said it before I can even process it. It's like I say, you know... You but, know. you know, the only type of flower that's also a vegetable is a cauliflower. I didn't know that. Also the broccoli. What if we're all here? It doesn't even matter. Side, I've been obsessed with like pickled cauliflower recently. Uh, I mean, it's so good. As when I'm done right. As I'm on a ketogenic diet, I eat a lot of cauliflower. It's good. So, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I'm saying like so, and they have like just really awkward sex on the hill after escaping a mountain lion. Oh man. What the hell? I need to... And they're talking throughout the entire sex scene. Okay. And it's just super weird. So, and I also, I really, yes, I do appreciate awkward sex scenes because oftentimes when people have sex for the first time, it's it's not like how they portray it. Yes. So... Yeah. Yeah, so they have sex and then she goes to Africa, comes back with Kevin Yoon as a friend, and then... Just so you know, that was weird. We're talking about... We went back into burning. Oh, right. Because for my a second, bad. you started talking about Destination Wedding, and it's Steven, and I was like, wait, this happened? No, my bad. Because I got confused, because that is part of the I'm plot. Just, of, I'm, just, yeah. I'm just so excited to, yeah. to, to you know hang out with my friend and yeah. do this podcast, because we're not just podcast partners, we're friends. This is true. So that's a nice thing. Um, yeah, so back to burning. So they have sex, and then she, she goes to... Africa and comes back with a friend. Comes back quickly. Like, do we need to get to the reason why they come back? Why the trip was no. Yeah, sure. And and then yeah. and then it just it gets really weird, yeah. and gets magical reality, yeah. and you sort of watch the slow dissipation of the protagonist's mind. Yes, definitely. <clears throat> and uh, also like. Yeah, all all of it was really good. Man, the scene when he goes t- to the airport and Steven Yeun's there, it reminded me of like Rushmore when Jason Schwartzman after his play goes up to Miss Cross and Luke Wilson's there, he's like, Who's this guy? Like it just right. it, it really reminded me of that. Or the or the end of that um French movie that Carlo had us watch. At that old movie theater. Oh, I was about to say the hockey puck. No, um, no, the hockey yeah. puck was fun. Yeah, but no, not like not like burning was nothing like the hockey puck. Yeah, 
Uh, oh, the you're Versailles, talking about the yeah, 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 Four Nights of a Dreamer, which yeah. just before when I was on the train, I just made a side by side of that movie. Uh, that we're split on that. I actually like that movie, but if you go back and listen, it's episode twenty something. Uh, I, I do enjoy that movie. <laughs> yeah, I but mean, it's Brisson. I, I understand where. Although to bring it kind of full circle, whatever the term is, Brisson is kind of the originator of that dialogue we were talking about earlier. Because Hal Hartley is like a big Brisson guy. And oh, that's no where doubt. that delivery of that dialogue comes from. But how Hartley, I, I prefer, it's weird to say, I prefer Hartley over Brisson, but I do love Love and Both. So, like, I think Brisson's, um, you know, video, his, his, as, a, as, a, as a visual storyteller, is delicious. Mm-hmm. But I just, don't, I just don't always connect to it. Sure. That's also, like, one of his lower-ranking movies. And It's and not a masterpiece. To, to be fair, I think because, like, I was so connected to the film Two Lovers, which is based off of the yeah, same yeah, yeah. short story yeah. that I sort of was like, yeah, like Two Lovers. I just like so much. Yeah. Um, so why don't you? I need to get, grab some water because I'm because I just got really dry. So why don't you vibe on some burning real quick? Why don't we take? Because I'd prefer to go back. I can talk about Suspiria. Oh, word! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you just saw the remake of Suspiria. Yeah, so I did gonna, not see the remake of Suspiria. It's all good. And actually, in editing, we can actually cut a chunk of moving around if, if we want to not confuse listeners. But yeah, so uh, I recently went and saw Suspiria, which is like one of the big movies that's like really hyped, and people were getting excited about it even before seeing it. Which I'm not the biggest fan of, but at the same time, I'm more a fan of that than when before a movie comes out and people hate on it. Um, this might be one of the best recent uses of, of Tilda Swinton uh, that I could think think of in a while, but um, it really is a reinterpretation of the original, and I think it should also, it should also go without saying, or, or it should also be said that I'm not a big like Giallo uh, fan, so I'm not one of these people that holds those movies all of those movies on like a high pedestal that some pe- people do I think sometimes <clears throat> I think Suspiria was the last movie yeah. that was shot in Technicolor oh was it I mean yeah. it makes sense I'll look I just, it up I just think like so like the plots uh, decisions some of the characters the acting whatever are very goofy in some of those like Argento Bava uh, whoever you know films and I think I like the Aji, idea Aji Argento Dario Argento oh. her dad um, JK, another difference. Oh, <laughs> but I, you know, it was almost like a, re- it was like a weird. It was from the school of the Solaris remake, but did a reverse in the sense that like it's this remake is way longer than the original. Right, but it's, it's like, also it's like, like a reinterpretation. Like they took certain things from, like the setting is different, because like a big part of it. I had an interesting talk my buddy Brad and my girlfriend I went to go see it with them and afterwards because a big because in the background because it takes place in, in late 70s Berlin so all throughout the background there's protests bombing and talks of the Bader-Meinhof complex which the movie about the Bader-Meinhof complex I have a lot of issues with it because it makes them out to be these really cool like you know espionage folks when in fact they're kind of terrorists and I think side note biggest issue with leftists German ter- hard leftist German terrorists from the 70s were their whole motivation was hey we don't want to be like the generation before us we don't want to be like our parents and grandparents we're not Nazis we want to go against that and then in the end a lot of those like leftist German terrorist folks only targeted Jewish people which is really strange but anyway but dude, but, but all dude, of that but all can, that ties in, can, in, in into Suspiria that 
is a really wonderful side note, mm. which we can go into after, because okay. I re recently rewatched the Free State of Jones. What's that? The Matthew McConaughey um, uh, end of Civil War. Oh, the rock and roll abolitionist movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I just go off the track. I, I didn't see the movie, but yeah. Um, really? No, yes, really. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's nothing I'd want to see. Um, I well, know. I, I. Not, well, not, not, not to sound so smug, but it is nothing I'd, I'd, I'd want to I, see. You'd be so. Well, let's talk about it after Suspiria. No problem. But um, I, I, the biggest, I think my only complaint with Suspiria is that the movie could have been like eighty something minutes long. I, I tweeted that earlier t- today, and I do stand by that. But at the same time, this two and a half hour movie, it, and it and it feels like a like a hard two and a half hours. Um, it's still good, like the dancing element, because the movie basic premise is it's like it's the school for female dancers, and it's run by witches. But the depths of that, like I didn't give anything away, but like the depths of that, you know, that like like the, there's more to it. And uh, the final act is really batshit crazy. Which I respect because a lot of these Italian horror films go batshit crazy, especially towards the end too. So like, there's like thoughtfulness, there's artfulness in it. You know, it's by the same guy that did I Am Love and Call Me By Your Name. Really? Yeah. And then he also just goes batshit crazy like in the final act with like blood and like people getting gutted and intestines and all that stuff. Um, So I definitely think... It should be seen, and also should be seen, you know, in a theater. Oh, also going back to the whole, like, School of Solaris thing, where, like, Steven Soderbergh kind of did his own reinterpretation of it. For those of you who are familiar with the original Suspiria from 77, it's like, when you think, like, like Scott was saying earlier, Technicolor, like, bright red, like, think of, like, the th- all the stuff that influenced, like, uh, a Nicholas Ruffin, whereas, like, the color, the texture... In this remake, it's a lot of like browns and grays. Like it's set in like rainy Berlin, so yeah. it's a, it's, it's a very drab looking film. Yeah, I mean, I, um, I don't think Technicolor prints exist anymore. So I, yeah, I don't know if Suspiria was the last movie shot in Technicolor, but I know mm. that he purposefully used the same type of Technicolor process used in The Wizard of Oz because right. of its potent yeah vibrancy. Yeah, because some of the some of the movies from the fifties and like maybe like. Uh, Martin or Chris, if you guys are listening, can mm-hmm. explain because I know you guys have, and I think John as well has have like technical knowledge of that sort of shit. Yes, oh, thousand percent. But like, I know the really early color movies. The way they did it was they shot with three cameras and would just tilt each one to red, yellow, or green or whatever right, it works right. to make a color. So you have like the most vibrant shit ever. Mm. But like, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there's a reason. But I've seen like in movies from the fifties and sixties. The color red is insane. Mm-hmm. You know, is that yeah. is that like a thing you get into, like colors in movies? Of course, that seems they do. like a dumb question. Of course, they do. So I yeah, apologize. for yeah, for those of you follow my side or Pinland Empire. Yeah, I definitely get big into colors. Like, um, for Ran, example, Ran like, has like, some of the best colors of a, of a movie in the past forty. Years. I, I I would say, or like, I guess I'll get specific. Not all of his movies, but like Todd Haynes was heavily influenced by Douglas Sirk, who was a big Technicolor guy, yeah. but like so far from heaven, he was mimicking Douglas Sirk. Uh, and also, like, not for nothing, Safe is a very, like, popping color, you know, like, reds, oranges, whites yeah. are really all throughout that, that movie also. But, um, 
So yeah. So what? So what's your take on Suspiria? I, I like I said, I, I I liked it. I thought it was way too long, but that's literally my own, only complaint. Uh, it's a movie going experience. Uh, the performances were fun. There wasn't any like. Uh, I think maybe like Chloe Grace Moretz kind of. She could have toned it back a little bit in in her performance, but everybody. So else she, was yeah. is she just like showing up in every like foreign kind of movie remake? Kind of seems like it, yeah. Um, Mia Goth though quietly let, steals the show. I mean, Let Me In is low key. We've talked about that's another one. I think I like that, it better that, than we, the, we've than talked the original. about this, and and I know some people might get upset, but I think it's, it's been a while. Though. I think it's low key. No, I mean that that we think it's better than Let the Right In. No, I'm saying it's been a while since we've said that. So. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Look, the thing is, like, you know, I used to get like really obsessive about when we'd repeat things, yeah. and then I realized that, like, yeah, there's there's like our super zebras. But there's some people who pick up at the episode you they never start know. Exactly. and they might not exactly. go back. Exactly. They might like not. Oh, have you ever smoked PCP? No. Yeah. They might not do that. So, um, do we do we want to uh, bookend burning before we before I talk about Free State of Jones? Yeah, of course. I just so. But see how much do we want to get to the? I you know what? It's, it's difficult. I don't know. In, in this I don't talk, know how much we can say without giving away. This is true. I think we've said enough about the main character, but I want to get into Stephen Yun's uh, character. What did you think about him? Because no matter, what, it's still a little. He's still a manipulative like, like guy. He's still a. There's still some funny shit about him too. Because by the time the movie unravels, it's like, oh wait, what? But right. So like, yeah, he, this he, is tough. He's very stoic. I think. I think I don't know. It's tough because I, I feel like a lot of people may not have seen this movie before they listen. This is true. So we'll so, just both go see. I, I I think this is one. This is on the long list of like one of my favorite movies of the year so far. I'm a little bummed. I chose to see what I saw at Toronto over Burning. Um, I'll just leave it at that. But uh, and I know Scott, you you enjoyed it. So I think collect- collectively we can say this is a movie to be seen. Oh, definitely. Um, especially because off record, we were talking about too how the movie shot. Like when you see the trailer, it's not like the trailer is some like bare bones looking thing. But like when you get into the film, the shots, the cinematography, like it's quietly no, jazzy, there, quietly there, there's, beautiful. There's some nice crane um, shots, some yeah, nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. some nice um, architecture shots. Yeah, uh, some great nature shots. But mm-hmm. I also like that shot that I sent you earlier today of just like them smoking yeah, cigarettes. Exactly. And also, it just makes me... I forget how much I enjoy cigarettes in film. It has a... Speaking of that, it has a lingering vibe. Certain lingering moments, which I've been... I was down a little bit of a Reddit hole today about this movie. Lingering shots in that movie reminded me of... What's the Polish Night of Cups trap music? Oh, man. That was a great movie. But parts of it... The, all these the, sleepless nights. Yeah, all these sleepless nights. Little, that, was, that was one of my movies. I love that movie, yeah, dude. Yeah, I did I too. really did. Uh, thanks, Carlo. Yeah. This episode is slowly becoming uh, an episode sponsored, where... It's sponsored by sponsored Carlo. Sponsored by Carlo, where yeah. we celebrate Carlo. Because you're a great dude, and I uh, miss you, buddy. Um, also want to say what up to my friend Joshua. The listener just got one of our shirts, and I, I yes. love you, and I hope you're doing well. Awesome. Um, you know, gotta gotta share. You know, spread love. It's the Brooklyn way. Yeah. Um, so, when I first tried to watch the Free State of Jones, I was like, I'm not gonna do this because I'm like, oh, I don't need like another white savior movie. Sure. And then I read this this brilliant article by Adolf Reed about like 
not just not watching historic films because of fear of white savior. Mm -hmm. So, because like the movie Glory is telling a true story. It's true. Um, I don't know if I call any of the white characters in that movie saviors though. No, exactly. They're not saviors. It's just just people say like, oh, why are you telling these these certain narratives with with white protagonists or white lenses. Yeah, 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 sure. But the story of Glory is a true story. Yeah. And I know a lot of historians say that that movie is really historically accurate. Mm. Oh, okay. So, so is the movie bad because they're cuz cuz Matthew Broderick is this white dude trying right. to help sure. uh black infantrymen in the Civil War. Yeah. Um Denzel Washington, young Denzel young Washington. The famous, you know, single tear whipping scene. Carrie Elway's Morgan yeah. Freeman, Andre Brower. I thought, yeah. I thought it was Matthew Modine. No, I mean, no, it was my joke. It's not far. Oh okay. no! Remember every time, every time we talk about Bamboozled, I always thought that oh, it, shit. that, yeah. that uh, yeah. what's his face was thanking Carrie Elway's. Yeah, but you always say that it's actually uh, Matthew Modine. And then I always go into the fact, which is funny, because in that scene. He mis- he mistakes Matthew Modine for Matt Dillon in, yeah. in that scene, which is and, a great. Movie. And yeah, so like Glory's a good movie. It's good enough. Yeah. Now the Free State of Jones is about a time in history that we don't always talk about, and we don't always understand, mm-hmm. which is like towards the end of the Civil War. Mm-hmm. So he was this dude in Mississippi who didn't want to fight in the war because he was, was like. Slavery is stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, why are all of us fighting? We don't have. We don't. Ha- we, none of us have money. Um, yeah. And so he, cre- he he and some runaway slaves and deserters mm-hmm. created this sort of land that was that was union supporting. Mm-hmm. And it's very historically accurate. Hmm. And it's just weird when you say because right, I'm sure trailers are trailers. I, but for you know when me, I saw I don't, it, the, the only yeah. trailer I've watched, this, I've watched two trailers this entire mm-hmm. year on purpose. Right. And that is Christopher Robin mm-hmm. and Detective Pikachu. Oh. And Great. I am. Very recent, yeah. Um, I mean, I watched the trailer for Detective Pikachu today. Yeah, that's right. And I am I'm here for it. I'm so <laughs> excited. I fucking love Pokemon yeah. as the, a concept. Um, but the trailer to Free State of Jones had all this like modern rock music in it, and I was what? just like, "Is that in the movie? Like no. that's kind of exact." Yeah, well, yeah. so it's got Matthew McConaughey and Mahershala Ali, mm-hmm. and like it's not. It's two and a half hours long, Oof. and but it's fucking good. I don't hmm. know. I would like to see what you and him two may think about it, um, because <laughs> it's like two Mahershala Ali, buddy. Interracial movies that I just really don't want. This is like the second one now that come up. Well, yeah. I mean, if so, so listeners, my our friends of the show and friends in real life, Tone Tank and Shaka, text Shaka King, director Shaka King, texted me recently and was like, "Look, can we come on the show and talk about Green Book?" 
and I was like, well, and I talked to you, Marcus, <laughs> yeah. and it was like, we're like, well, that's the only way that would get me to watch that movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> I love Mahershala Lee and I love Viggo Mortensen. I love the Fairly Brothers, too. Yeah. So why wouldn't... But, see, my thing is, it's like... It's what the kind Fairly of awesome, Brothers? Yes. Like, what so kind of dumbass comedy, so awesome dumbass comedy could they have made? But you know? what if it's a good movie? I know. I don't know. Yo, I saw... Like a very good dumbass comedy to this. What? What's that? I'm gonna what, tell, what? I'm gonna, you've seen it, but I'm gonna tell you in a minute. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Um, it, it might be. It, it might be in my honorable mention for the end of the year. Holy shit! Honorable mention. It's definitely not top ten. It's no, but it's a, not, a dumb not, comedy and an honorable mention is still a good. It's still a good placing. I I was I was surprised with how good it was, but yeah. So the Free State of Jones is. Is I like it because it's like pretty much very like pro, pro union and mm. pro you know any any sort of any sort of socialist revolutionary movie uh, gets my thing and and no the reason why I wanted to talk to to you and M Tume is because you know me and M Tume love Adolf Reed and also like um, you, films about socialist stuff but it also goes into what it was like in the South right after the the war ends yeah. Because people don't understand that shit was whack down there. It wasn't like it, people think that like slavery was over and then it was actually over. But there was they? some people. Some mm. people. Are, some people are very ignorant, okay. and and they don't understand that Reconstructionism didn't happen right away, and Reconstructionism was still pretty bad. Mm-hmm. But in the time like like a like apprenticeships like which was basically slavery, which then forced. Um, forced martial law on the south mm-hmm. like so it goes over that stuff and it's violent mm-hmm. and it was it was a box office flop it yeah. was it cost 50 million dollars and and grossed only 20 Ooh, you can't really do a period piece without a, without a shit ton of money i know yeah um saskia and i recently rewatched. well i've watched for the first time dream girls yeah the musical mm-hmm and it's it's funny because this the non-musical scenes mm-hmm. we we were like are, are like so shot so well mm. the musical scenes were shot good but like yeah. um i like that movie actually dream girls it reminds it me of my... it was it, i'm so i understand why after eddie murphy didn't get the oscar for that he he was like i'm never doing anything again and I'm also not finishing staying at the Oscars. I'm gonna leave now. Um, I, do you blame yeah. him? Against me, whatever. Yeah. Like, is was Alan Arkin's performance in Little Miss Sunshine? No, it actually better? wasn't. No, 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 it was not. And Alan Arkin is someone who I fucks with. Heavy. Of course, of course. Um, small murders or whatever, little murders. Little, mur- yeah. little murders. Little murders. Yeah. Little, little murders. Yeah. Little murders, Marcos. Dreamgirls reminds me of my transplant recovery because anyone HBO. HBO likes to have a block of movies that they just play on repeat. When you, and got, when I, when you got a new kidney. <clears throat> yes, when I got a new kidney. Yeah, and I... Uh, have you it was on drinking, a lot. Have you been your, drinking your cilantro water? I haven't. I've just been drinking a ga- gallons of water. A gallon of water. I a drink day, a gallon a day as well. I haven't had cilantro water in, 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 a, in a hot minute. So it's time. Yeah, I'm just out and about. I know. Uh, you're you're yeah. living your best life. I am currently. Not officially next you, week. You don't need yeah. to talk about that. Whatever, I got a new job. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so that's what I have to say about the Free State of Jones. Okay. I thought I think it's I think it's worth it's worth revisiting because because I didn't watch it because I was like I don't need another like 
look at the great white dude Civil War movie, yeah, 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 like yeah. like uh, Brad Pitt in yeah. Twelve Years a Slave, who's like God, he almost ruined that movie. Yeah, it's like the worst part of. And it's only two scenes. It's like of, two quick yeah, scenes of a nearly of a pretty good ass movie. And, and it's funny. I, I'm excited other, to see. I'm excited to see the his new one. I think it's out this weekend. Widows. Yeah, I'm. Uh, <coughs> yeah, you know, I'm all set to talk about that. You know that I've avoided every trailer, so I, I actually don't know what the movie's about. Oh, at all? At all? That's kind of cool because it is. It's one of those things where, like, big idea. on the surface, it's about one thing, but then when you see it, because that that movie's also kind of long too. It's like 140, 150 something minutes. Because it, this is another one of those movies where every actor in the world is in it. Like, even some folks who aren't advertised, it's like, oh, shit, wait, John Bernthal's in it? But um, it's set in Chicago, so it focuses on that. It's also, like, it's a lot. And and, and I'm, I'm looking forward to doing a podcast on it, because I've been sitting on my thoughts on this movie for a while. Um, yeah. And also, yeah, like, I recommend, like, anyone who's like, I don't like reading, to start with a Mirakami book, because... I thought I didn't like reading in my early 20s and then my friend Jesse gave me Norwegian Wood for my birthday and then I read it in two days nice. and then I was like oh wait I actually do like reading and I've had like an affair with books ever since nice. and I did read before but I would read like four or five books a year mm. where now I read when I'm not in school I may read like 50 books in a year or whatever that's awesome um, and yeah so like I really wish they would turn Kafka on the Shore into a movie or one Q eighty four. Which which Murakami books did you enjoy? Uh, Norwegian Wood, of course. And so you've seen that movie? Well, yeah, and I kind of wish I didn't. First, I saw the movie first, and then, yeah. It's good. It's mm-hmm. not as good as the book. I, I I believe so. Yeah, I can say that. But it's also like easy because I didn't have hard feelings towards the movie right. when I saw it anyway. But but like being there, the film by Hal Ashby. Uh, with a script by Jersey Kaczynski who wrote the book I, the the movie's better than the book it's not like there are many t- many instances where actually guys the movie's better than the book I would say so but um, yeah so speaking of um, stuff that was out of nowhere that I enjoyed so much mm-hmm. The Spy Who Dumped Me dude oh great we could talk about that cause... yeah <laughs> so that movie is in my honorable mention that's awesome. Yeah. Well, to my my significant other, who uh, you're my significant brother. My, <laughs> I got into. Has anyone ever? Yes. Is, is no, that, I haven't. No, I haven't heard it. I, uh, is that okay for me to say? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I I saw the spy who dumped me a long time ago because just I, I I got a legit Academy screener uh, to 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 that movie. Um, and yeah, no, I, I enjoyed that movie a lot. Obviously, for mostly for Kate McKinnon. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, yeah, it's a fun no. Movie. I mean, almost, it's almost eighty percent because of. I mean, I actually think she's a comedic genius. Hmm. I I don't think she's had the chance, or or I don't know if she'll ever get the chance to really show her abilities. But I, you don't think SNL she has it? Like she's good, but like like she hasn't had her like. Come, she's young. Yeah, we got time. Like. I said this one time, like while watching SNL with someone, and they told me I was bugging. I was like, she has control over her body in a way that like Michael Jackson did. But but in not to compare her to Michael Jackson, but like Michael Jackson or like Barishnikov or mm-hmm. Gregory Hines or something had had control over their 
body and movement in just ways that or like Charlie Chaplin it's interesting you say that because I literally was thinking that about her just on in one of the rare instances I watched uh, this past Saturday, Saturday Night Live from start to finish Leif Shriver hosted and she did a there was like one particular sketch where she was doing physical comedy and, she, and the audience like started clapping in the middle of the sketch because she did it so well and, Leif, saying, and then she made Leif Shriver break character and he and, I'm and saying she is that funny yeah. she's that she's and I think it's not just like her timing it's that her her physical mastery of her body is just so great so Spy Who Dumb Me I thought was going to be like a PG-13 romp yeah and it's hard R yeah 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 yeah. It's which hard, is good Surpri- was, like surprised hard R's are the best because I was like not expecting it to go where it went yeah and it was violent and it was raunchy yeah and it was hilarious sure and even just the way even, this guy the, the who's the the, the <clears throat> Asian Indian comedian the way he dies, the big yeah. mountain man just like slams him on his head and like breaks his neck like that. Like even that, I was not expecting that that moment. Oh, sorry, spoiler. Damn. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Look, you should oh, watch sorry. the movie. But like, yeah, when when uh, what's that actor's name? He's a Daily Show correspondent, but now he's yeah, on Netflix. Yeah, I forgot his name. Which I started watching that show this weekend too. It's pretty good. How is his show? I I liked his special. It's cool. It, it's 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 almost like imagine Hassan like Minoj? I don't I don't remember his name, but just imagine like the John like John Oliver show or like the Daily Show, but instead it's like it's that like Dave Chappelle, Bill Nye format where he's standing up in front of an audience instead of like sitting behind a desk. But it's still that same you know leftist. Uh, I would point, not point call. I would say liberal. I don't know that liberal. He's sorry, leftist. liberal. There, point there, of look, view. It, it is it is an important distinction. Yeah, especially today. Jeez. Yeah, it's just like, no, yeah, um, Hassan Minosh, yeah. I was correct. So, yeah, he plays like a CIA dude, spoilers, and it turns out he's a bad dude. Yeah. But they're staying in a hostel because they have to go to Europe to like to, to, to deliver a thing. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, sort There's of this espionage crazy thing. There's this crazy hit woman who's yeah. trying to kill, kill them. It's just, and I was just not expecting it to be as raunchy or as funny. Yeah. As it was, and and honestly, I thought Mila Kunis was really good too. I thought like yeah, yeah, yeah. her yeah. her time. I mean, Kate, she's the straight person, she, but the she worked woman, she but... worked it really well. Yeah, um, yeah, and like this random this random like Norwegian dude just kills Hassan Minosh. Yeah, yeah. And he's like he's trying to take our take our backpacks, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was just like leaned out, and yeah. then like they they spoilers they cut off his thumb. To open up the iPhone, yeah, yeah, and they and they put it in a lipstick container, yeah, and I just thought it was hilarious, yeah. Um, yeah, so that movie was I I I liked it so much. I was surprised with how much I liked it. Well, now I'm, I'm looking forward to this end our end of the year wrap up. Yeah, because I I wasn't I wasn't thinking about doing uh, honorable mention. You know, but I have to. For me, I'm saying because it was well, a great year. Yeah, I, I, you know, I was doing really well, but then, but then school started, so I haven't been up on everything. Yeah. But you know, and then uh, at so have you seen the Road movie? The Road movie. Is like is a movie just like made up of Russian dash cams? Oh no! So it came out this year. And I watched it at the recommendation of Carlo and Mikhail Kardamov, 
mm-hmm. who were both like top ten. Oh, they told me about that movie. I know what you're talking about. I, well, I have not seen it. Though. So I'm gonna wait till you watch it to okay. talk about it because I was I was surprised with how good it was. And then it also I also watched the movie Searching. Mm-hmm. You know that movie? No, which one is that? Um, shit, what's that actor's name? Uh, Harold from Harold and Kumar. Oh, <clears throat> from uh, oh the 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 murder mystery noir post thriller where he's looking for his daughter. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. So like someone spoiled the movie for me. Oh, like, well, I, that's I, I know what I do know what happens. So like. I it was so good for what it was. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, um, all right. Yeah, so I I liked I liked the use of so it's all like the movie is only like through watching internet computer mm-hmm. screens. Yeah, and it just was done really well. And also one thing that I really liked about the movie that we talked about a couple weeks ago, uh, Wobble Palace, that's actually on Prime now. Mm-hmm. No, it's not on Prime, but you can rent it, and you should because mm-hmm. I think it's great. They also used like the use of text messages and Facebook and stuff like that right. really, really well. And I hate the term stuff like that, but I said it anyway. Um, and because, like, I watched Unfriended mm-hmm. last year. I watched that And too. had nightmares. Oh. I, don't do, I don't do well with horror, dude. Yeah, that movie was, like, funny. It kind of was. It had some good jump scares. Like, don't get me wrong. It was creepy. Like, because also, you know me. Like, I laugh at the most fucked up shit. Yeah, I know. You don't like, and I don't mean to. It's just like how I cope with the with the with the messed up world. See this one movie that comes out. Stop, stop! You're making me feel like a bad person. No, no way. You make me laugh, so it's not a bad person. It's the opposite. I guess. Uh, oh, um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just have like uh, a messed up sense of humor. I just lost. So do I, because I laugh. So right. it's like. What were we just talking about? Searching. Searching. And um, so, like, I just like these movies that have, like, this sort of real-life sort of thing. Um, but, yeah, I feel like we'll talk about we'll talk about the road movie after you watch it. Because I want to okay. have, like, a, a, a conversation about it. Cool. And um, also recently, a um, friend of the show, Jacob Rivera, wrote a great review of the film Free Zero. Have you seen that movie? I saw, no, but I read his what he had to say. That was that was that was a great review, Jacob, and I look forward to seeing that movie. And you know me; I don't really love um, documentaries, but the cons the content looks so interesting. Yeah, and I'm fascinated with with free climbing, so I'm pretty excited. And I've also because I've gotten into jujitsu, I've mm-hmm. been really wanting to watch this documentary, Choke, about Ooh. not not the Palinuk movie, no, yeah, no. but there's a. Um, documentary about uh, Hicks and Gracie uh-huh. and um, if I sh- would if I sent you a screener would you watch it yeah absolutely okay Gracie's fascinating so yeah I mean they're they're this whole lineage and there's lots of them mm-hmm. uh, so I, I'm, a, I'm in a Gracie school but nice. like there's a lot of Gracie schools but so and I just got my first stripe congratulations and, and I'm rolling I'm rolling uh, three to five times a week Good. I'm in the best health of my life. You and you and Bill Tech uh, can roll together. Well, what belt is he? He's like up there. Okay. I mean, like, I, mean, I was just saying. I, I, I'll roll. I'll roll with anyone. Mm-hmm. But you know, like, I'm still I'm still tapping ninety percent of the time. Mm-hmm. So, but the what I, I think the reason why I think jujitsu is such a wonderful sport. 
is like you and your you and someone as long as you're not being outrageous you can roll and go full force mm-hmm. and not really hurt anybody mm. okay and and you tap and then you're you're like good in like 10 seconds mm-hmm. as long as like like obviously stuff can happen but for the most part like you can just roll with somebody and be fine yeah the reason that was one of the reasons why cool. I was hesitant to do like uh, a martial art with punching yeah because when you spar you get punched in the face yeah I want to yeah. get punched in the face right yeah I want to punch some people in the face yeah I hear but you but just some <clears throat> I'm I'm doing fine I don't want to take that uh, yeah but yeah. I guess we should, we should wrap this up yeah so uh, you, you know what are you going to do uh, tell people to go see Suspiria definitely go see Burning and go see The Spy Who Dumped Me that's because before that it's already kind of, I'm not going to fall into obscurity but it's already like falling out of like when it first came out you know that first weekend it was trending but like it's nice I, I feel like a lot of people maybe didn't see it in the theater so stream it rent it whatever yeah, folks it did, do it watch it it didn't do super well yeah but I For, think I think it's a I I, th- I want more hard R movies yeah and I also think like the oh and rest in peace Stanley. yes I also think that like the the woman buddy comedy is is a fun genre to mm. to be explored. Yes. All right. See you guys next week. Yeah.